0: Now, here is Dr. Paula.
1: Welcome to Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners from every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me, and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special gratitude goes this week to our listeners in the countries of Peru, New Zealand, and the Philippines, and and in the states of Nevada, Missouri, and Oklahoma, and to all of you for helping us reach a new high of 180,000 listeners. Because you keep listening, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit is a top-ranked show here on Voice America, the worldwide leader In live internet talk radio. In addition to our amazing guests, I always include a tip of the week, a silver lining story in the name of an archangel to help you grow and heal personally, professionally and spiritually. To open up your spiritual awareness and absorb the information in today's show at a higher level of consciousness, I encourage you to say these two sentences with me. I am a peaceful soul. I am a being of light. When faced with emotional pain, allow yourself to feel the pain. Then let it go. Robert Frost said the only way around it is through it. Crying releases stress hormones from your body. This makes room for the joy. If you have difficulty feeling your emotions, rent a sad movie to help you connect to your feelings. Some people are feeling so much fear right now that they are freezing or folding in. We used to believe that there were only two responses to fear, fight or flight. We now know there are four responses with freezing or folding in being the other two. When someone freezes, they literally are unable to take action. That could mean not being able to physically move, or not being able to answer a question or make a phone call. Your mind may want to do it, but you are physically unable to do so. With folding in, the world is so overwhelming that you go to a place inside yourself to cope. In these stressful times, people are using these coping mechanisms to survive. Unfortunately, they are also not doing the things that were keeping them stable, like meditating, eating a healthy diet, exercising, reaching out for help, and listening to radio shows and music that make them feel good. Because some communities are opening up too quickly, and some people are not wearing masks, washing their hands social distancing and social and sheltering in place the virus is going to spread for our own health and the health and well-being of our communities and our world it's important that we process our fear and act in loving ways toward ourselves our loved ones and our communities by following the guidelines that will help us be safe The important thing is intending to act in ways that are loving by being mindful of our own health and that of others. Our intentions as in life are important when it comes to our physical health. Love is the great protector, love of self and love of others. I want to remind you of two techniques that provide spiritual protection from fear. The first takes just a couple seconds. Do it with me now. Visualize the earth. Now put the universal pink heart of love around it like a big heart bubble. This heals the earth of fear and you at the same time. The second technique was given to me by another light worker. Do it with me now place yourself in a big, bright purple cube with six feet on each side of you or however many feet of protection you need. Line that cube with a silver lining for protection and place bright, pink, dark blue caps on the eight corners of the cube so that no negative energy can get inside the cube. Use this anytime you leave the house or if you're feeling anxious in the house. As you know, my past life regression workshop video is available for you to rent at your convenience from anywhere in the world. As Laura said, every time I listen to this past life regression meditation, I learn more about myself and I feel lighter. I've promised that this is the beginning of a new series of offerings to help you continue to learn, grow, and heal physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, and I'm making good on that promise. My previous workshop, Awakening Your Inner Angelic Light Body, Manifesting Your Reality, will be available later this week for rental. In this workshop, I take you through a process that awakens your inner angelic self. This will take your life to a whole new level at a time when so many are struggling with the uncertainty that this health crisis is creating. You will be able to turn to your inner angelic self for comfort, strength, support, guidance, and manifestation. Through this process, you will greatly increase your ability to be of service, your connection to the divine, and your ability to manifest the reality you want. In addition, you will receive a tremendous amount of support from the angelic realm in a way that you have not been able to previously. Your participation guarantees that 1,000 angels will come forward to help you achieve your goals. This process will connect you with the angelic part of yourself that is still in heaven. Anchor that energy into your physical body and help you use it to manifest what you choose. Awakening your angelic light body benefits everyone and is especially important for those who work in healing and helping professions, enjoy being of service, are light workers, and or work in the light for the good of all. Just go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com. Come and click on workshop video rentals that will take you to the information about the workshop content a trailer you can watch rental details and a direct link to the rate rental i've chosen to keep my prices low because many of you are experiencing financial hardships right now and this video can help you with this new rental option you'll be able to participate when it fits your schedule Just like you do with the radio show on demand episodes, choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of uplift your life nourishment of the spirit. This positive approach to life is especially important since 2020 is a year of choice. As Juan Washington told us in our January 2nd show, what we choose this year will affect us in the world for the next 20 years. I encourage you to commit to choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. My show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, abundance, love, peace, joy, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field like our guest today, Linda Carroll who's here to talk about intimate relationships, managing conflict for unprecedented closeness. After Bob Giles' episode last week on why journalism is important to the survival of our democracy, I received this email from Tommy. I was unfamiliar with the Kent State shootings until now as I was a child when it happened. For a tragedy like this to have occurred in our country is unfathomable. My interest in this horrible event has peaked and I am eager to learn more about it. I appreciate Bob's reminder that it is our duty as news consumers to be cautious about the sources we use for news. His statement is, Be informed, an informed nation will make wise choices and not be fooled by misinformation resonated with me. So many news reporters interject their personal opinions to sway our opinion. It is a very timely reminder. This interview was particularly difficult for me because I lived through the tragic killing of four college students by our National Guard in 1970. It brought up a lot of memory, sadness, and pain, as I recalled the shock and horror of those shootings and realized that if it had been one state over and three years earlier, it could have been me or my friends. I am grateful to Bob for his courage in reporting the facts despite the pressure from larger media sources who were reporting false information. It is essential in our current news environment that we use our critical thinking skills to determine which news sources are trustworthy and accurate. Bob made some suggestions for how we can do that. If you miss this show, I encourage you to listen by clicking on the episode link on this page. For more on healing our emotional pain, please listen to some of our shows like October 31st, 2019 with Dan Williams, Healing Mind and Heart, Relieve PTSD, Depression and Anxiety. November 21st, 2019 with Corinne Grillo, Communicating with Angels to Heal Your Life and June 14, 2018 with Ellen Tad, using our third eye to navigate the highs and lows of life. You can hear these shows or any others that you may have missed or want to listen to again. That's the beauty of having the shows on demand. You have easy access any time of day or night, allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or when you need hope, comfort, or inspiration, which we all need during this difficult time. Just know I'm here for you. For added value, read my blog titled Sleep, A New Perspective, posted in January this year, provides many effective techniques for getting to sleep, including falling back asleep after waking up during the night. We can all use this information now. Here's an excerpt containing some tips on what to do when you wake up during the night. Remind yourself this is normal. Write down your worries, dreams, ideas, feelings. Make a gratitude list in your head or on paper. Listen to sleep music. There are many instrumentals for sleep on YouTube. Pray, meditate, chant, do progressive relaxation, read, perform a ritual, Breathe in pink light for emotional peace and blue light for mental peace. Imagine that whoever sang you to sleep as a child is doing so now, or if it's in your belief system, ask their spirit to sing to you. Breathe in through your nose for four seconds. Hold your breath for seven seconds. Breathe out through your mouth for eight seconds. Repeat this until you fall back asleep. If you're agitated, walk the stairs or just walk around your home. Put a grounding crystal like black tourmaline under your pillow or wear it. Pick a tarot or archangel oracle card for insight and comfort. Shaman Robert Moss told my radio show listeners that he uses the time to walk his dogs or write his books. This mantra is especially good because it takes away the power of fear. Love is the beginning and endless end. You are love as you are loved. All is love as all is loved. To read this blog or any of my others, please go to my website, DrPaulaJoyce.com. Now it's time for my silver lining story. After the show last week, I was feeling a lot of emotions that I wanted to process, I called a friend who is an age peer and shares my political beliefs. I just needed someone to listen who would understand. She asked me how I was able to do the interview without breaking down in the middle of it. I told her it was because when I talked with Bob during the commercials, I was able to express my emotions. In fact, I said to him, I hope you're okay with emotions. His response was, I had a lot of my own moments while I was writing this book. As we shared our sadness, I was reminded again of how difficult it is to allow ourselves to feel the full extent of heavy emotions. It's like we can only let a little bit of it surface at a time or it would overwhelm us. Sometimes it takes years for the full extent of our emotions about a single incident to fully surface and release. Many of us have a coping mechanism of powering through something painful without feeling the emotions attached to it. If we have to make decisions and function in the world, that there's no time to fully feel our emotions and process through them. Instead, we shove them down and shoulder, soldier onward. The problem with that is the emotions are still there hurting us. If we're lucky, we force ourselves to take a pause in our busy schedules and process what surfaces before moving to the next thing on our to-do list. For some of us, this pandemic is giving us the time to do that. It's our choice to take advantage of this break from our regular routine and make use of the extra time to pay attention to our feelings and stay with them long enough to let them pass through. Our guest, Linda Carroll, is the author of Love Skills, The Key to Unlocking Lasting Wholehearted Love and Love Cycles, The Five Essential Stages of Lasting Love, While she has worked as a therapist and couples coach for over three decades and has acquired numerous certificates and degrees, she says her own 35-year marriage is a primary source of her knowledge when it comes to the cycles of love. Linda believes that wholehearted relationships are the foundation of a good life, and she teaches couples the skills to maintain them throughout the United States and online. If you believe this while listening to the commercials, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to like and recommend us on Facebook, then friend Paula Joyce, and I'll send uplifting messages between shows and help you be part of the solution. Only like and follow the people who add positivity to the world. Also, read about and rent my Past Life Regression Workshop video and my new one, Awakening Your Inner Angelic Light Body, Manifesting Your Reality, or contact me to schedule a video speech or workshop for your business or community. Your question for today is, what stresses has the pandemic put on your love relationship? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Linda Carroll, who's here to talk about intimate relationships, managing conflict for unprecedented closeness.
2: Find out what makes the most successful
3: people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals. Solve your most challenging problems
0: 346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now back to Uplift Your Life. Nourishment of the Spirit.
1: If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, The Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. If this interests you or if you want to help sponsor the show, make a donation or become part of the conversation today, please call 888-346-9141. Or email Dr. Paula drpaulajoyce.com. I value you and what you have to say, so please let me know what's on your mind and heart. And I hope you wrote down what stresses the pandemic has put on your love relationships. I'm so pleased to welcome Linda Carroll, who's here to talk about intimate relationships, managing conflict, conflict for unprecedented closeness. Linda, I'm so grateful to have you on the show. Um, and And, as we were talking about during the break, um, in these unprecedented times, and people are um, spending more time together uh, who, it, it, who are um, uh, in our intimate relationships more time than they're used to. and it's putting a lot of pressure on those relationships. And talk to us a little bit about your thinking about that and some of the comments that you were sharing with me during the
2: break. Okay. Um, I Well, I think that, I mean, there's there's so many different levels to this, but let's just start with where you began when you were talking about please wear a mask and please be careful when you go out. And one of the, one of the things that I'm seeing a lot with couples is real differences in how people understand safety. And I think of this as like a scale, you know, and that and, and one end are people who are very oppositional. They're going to do it their way, and they're not going to be told anything. And any request feels like some kind of a um, threat to their freedom. And people who have this point of view often don't do well in relationships because we know that relationships has a lot to do with accepting the influence of your partner and being willing to do some accommodation. Not all, of course, but some. So we have on that, on one end of this idea, if we just talk about mask wearing, we have people who say, I won't do it. And on the other end, we have people who are so frightened of any kind of germs that they are, wear a mask in the house. And I have talked to people who've done that. And so when you have people who are together, who have that kind of difference in how they're understanding how to how to be safe, how to take care of themselves, you have a huge conflict. And some of that conflict is really so... Um, it really has to do with their, the extremes of their own behavior. And that's a whole other, other problem in a relationship. But then you have more in the middle... People who interpret how to be safe from a point of view where they're taking some risk, they're comfortable with that risk, and they don't mind going to the edge of that risk with what seems reasonable. And they may be with someone who's not ha- sitting in the closet, but who has a lot of anxiety. And they're not being, you know, they're not wearing a mask in the house, but they see this as a way of protecting themselves with being much more. Much more protective, and those are the people. I have a. I had a a, a talk, um, a Zoom talk a few weeks ago about how different being different isn't wrong, except when it is. And sometimes it is. Sometimes one person has one idea, and it, and the idea is that I can go to a concert, for example, if we're talking about this. Um, but if if we have, um, I'm going to go to a concert, and I don't care what the impact is on you, and that's wrong. But what about when the difference is smaller? What about the difference is, I'm okay going to the grocery store without a mask or an outdoor market without a mask, and you're not. How do we work that out? And that's where the skill comes in. So I think what my point really is that that there are things that are that couples have to work out where it isn't just a difference of opinion, but it really has to do with issues of safety and well-being. And we can talk about that with masks. We can talk about that in so many ways besides that. Um, but the the thing that I'm seeing mostly with couples really is about if you have a different point of view than I do, if we have kids, for instance, I think it's okay for them to see a friend. You don't. How do we start to resolve that? And, and how do, I mean, my guess is
1: that These are um, that these kinds of problems or conflicts or differences or um, challenges have been throughout the marriage, but maybe they're magnified now or they're showing up in a way that they can't be ignored because people, some people are fearful for their lives. Um, and other people that's are sort of, you know, who cares? We're fine. Um, the, the media is making all this
2: up. That's right. Yes. Well, I, you know, there's a there's a difference. I mean, there are people who their nature makes it difficult for them to be in relationship because they're so controlling and so critical or they're so oppositional that that's a whole different level of it. You know, no one's going to be reading love skills, probably in that category anyway, or looking for the idea of love skills. Um, but but the but the real but the question is how do, how do you work it out? And I suggest to people that they look for something that is very down the middle politically, religiously, um, in 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 terms of maybe the Red Cross. What are the Red Cross's guidelines? And to start from that as a point of view, rather than to start from what i want or what you want what does the red cross say they have all kinds of guidelines about this and i think of them as being down the middle organization wouldn't you agree that that's a, a that they yes. pretty much are? okay yeah so how do you so you start with that okay what do they say and how far am i willing to bend that and um and i, I think that finding some objective criteria for making decisions sometimes is the best way that we can get to that decision. Because then it takes it out of the struggle between what I want, which may be based on my fear, or what you want, which may be based on your particular way of being in the world. And let's find a third way.
1: Yeah. I, the stakes are higher. Um, you know, um, because... Of course, in relationships, when the conflict is intense, it can lead to um, physical, emotional, or psychological problems and uh, um, health issues and and conditions. But this is um, something that has been shown to be deadly. And so here you are making choices that affect your very life in, in a way that's in your face, it, it, more so than most um, than most conflict is. Uh, e- even though it can it conflict can be life endangering. Most people don't recognize it in the same way that they do this. And so it seems to me that it would be even harder to find that place where you can, come to, because it, it, it can't be and, but, you know, um, it, it, you have to figure out what are we going to do because we're all living together, and how are we going to protect our children? Yes, but it
2: is and, but. That's the problem, is you we ultimately aren't in control of each other, and so then we've got another issue with with parents who may agree on what the 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 safety issues are, but they've got a fifteen year old kid, or a seventeen year old kid. I was actually on a. <laughs> this isn't funny. I'm just I'm laughing because it was so. I mean sometimes that's all there is to do. But I was on a um, a Zoom call with two people, and we a couple, and all of a sudden one, I looked at I was um look, I was looking at them, but there was a doorway in the back, and I I know their family has. Has all girls. I saw a girl and a boy walk by the doorway, which was way in the back. I said, oh, who's in the house? They said, just our daughter. And I said, well, a man just walked by. This is part of the Zoom life, right? You're right in somebody's living room. And it was the girl's boyfriend. She was sneaking into the house. I mean, this was, you know, this was a very tense moment, I can tell you. And um, one of the parents sort of laughed and said, oh, well, you know, they're sort of think they're in love. And the other parent was absolutely furious and got up immediately to go tell the boy to leave, which made the other parent very distressed. You can't do that. And so this plays out in so many different ways. And when people are home, when people have kids um, at home, how do we interpret safety measures? But that's true, I think, in all kinds of ways, you know. People are much more some people are risk adverse, and some people go towards risks. it's certainly true in my marriage, if I go for a hike and if there's a cliff, my husband will walk to the edge of the cliff, and I will cling <laughs> to the to the other side by the, by, by the, where the trees are and not even look over the cliff. you know that would be a difference between us that has played out in some painful ways at times um when I remember one time we were climbing, we were in Hawaii, we were walking with some friends and we were walking up a really steep mountain and I got really scared because I'm afraid of heights. And, and he said, Oh no, just come, up, come, come with me. And he, and then I put my hand out trustingly and he walked over and he said, Look how safe that is. We're not that far up. And I looked down and I almost fainted. And, became very reactive. This was a lot of years ago before we learned something about each other, but I became very reactive. What are you trying to do to me? And because as you said in the beginning, when we're afraid, we go to fight or flee or freeze or fold. And and I think that's another part of this, isn't it? Is that when you have two people who are anxious and under stress, we go to those extremes of behavior
1: exactly and 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 so it makes it um even more challenging and i think whatever difficulties were in the marriage that people were able to ignore suddenly they can't ignore anymore
2: that's right that's exactly right and it's and it's not just safety you know i think another another place that i see this is around introversion and extroversion and sometimes I, I think about, you know, we have these two parts of intimacy that are really important, and one has to do with our relationship with ourself, and one has to do with our connection, our relationship with the other person. So, very often in a relationship, one person holds the flag for, we can call that um, differentiation or individuation or introversion but they're, they are enough unto themselves. And the other person, they're more of an island, and the other person holds the flag for connection. They're wanting to connect a lot of the time. And often people have this worked out in, in terms of the person with once a lot of connection, has lots of friends, meets people for lunch. The other person goes to their office more. But when we're sheltering at home, we don't have those ways of managing it. So you've got one person who really needs their space with their partner, who really needs to be in that space as much as they can, and there's no way for them to go away from this. They're together in three rooms or six rooms or even ten rooms. It, this is also something that I've been helping people with a lot because, um, I mean, one one person in a, in a couple in a small apartment actually made a place in the closet <laughs> and put a sign up and said, don't bother me. I went in the closet with a light with their computer and said, I just need to get away. It's not that I don't love you. It's not that I'm not, not committed, but I get myself replenished from being with me. You get yourself replenished from being with you. And there's nothing wrong with either of us, but how do we work it out? So he found a closet to be in and she was okay, and they they fortunately could laugh at themselves and they could laugh at the situation so that worked out, but for some people they're not laughing at it it's very painful right, and yet
1: laughter and figuring out having the creativity to figure out what do I need and how do I get my needs met, given the circumstances because I don't have. Uh, 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 infinite choices I've got what we've got and now what can I do to make this work for all of us Um, and what a brilliant solution so we need to go (laughs) to break and this is this is a good place to do that and then to come back and talk more because um, these are our um, ideas that I think will help everyone I'm your host, Dr. Paula, The Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to sign up for my newsletter, you receive the information on all our shows in the chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process from my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels, and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space that Albert Einstein talked about between sleeping and waking. It was a gift from the spiritual realm that helps my clients align their conscious and unconscious mind and move forward with ease and speed, they change from the inside out, creating lasting change and self-empowerment. Now in your paper, write down, how is your own history affecting your relationship? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Linda Carroll, who's here talking about intimate relationships, managing conflict for unprecedented closeness. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paul, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I hope you wrote down how your own history is affecting your relationship. Remember to listen at the end of the show today to learn how Archangel Rose and Archangel Lisa can help you. And I'm so glad we're here with Linda Carroll talking about intimate relationships, managing conflict for unprecedented closeness. Um, you know, the reason that I asked that question to write down how your own history is affecting your relationship comes directly from the work that Linda does, where she asks people to Um, do a family tree. Linda, will you talk a little bit about that? Because we bring who we are to the relationship and we want the other person to sort of make us complete. But the fact is we are who we are and we have to um, heal that and live with that and not push it under the rug. So I think that That's just a really important concept that you have here. Would you talk to us about that, please? Sure. You
2: know, I think that that I want to start with my training, which was almost 40 years ago. And the first thing I ever learned about working with a couple, and I remember the professor saying that when you have two people in the room, it's a lot more than two people. You have at least the parents and the grandparents on each side and Further back, as we're learning more and more now about how we're affected by what happened way in past generations. And so, let's say, for instance, if we go back to that example of how one person is so fearful that they see germs everywhere and the other person doesn't want to be told what to do, so often that's a part of our history. Let's say that as a teenager, maybe you're you have a very authoritarian parent that challenges everything and gives you no room to make a decision and you make a de- and you make that choice at some point i will never be told what to do again so you grow up and start pushing all the boundaries of what to do and let's say you have a partner who has had Um, some kind of traumatic experience while they were growing up where they saw somebody they love get sick or die from something that was preventable. And so they make a decision, I'm going to be careful, so careful that I will never let that happen to me. And when they find all these wonderful things that they share and they love to go dancing, they love, you know, they love to go canoeing. They love to, they love good restaurants. They don't see this part of them that's going to act out during a pandemic But when the pandemic comes, suddenly a new part of the couple shows up, and the part about one person is, I'm not going to be told what to do by you or anybody, and I'm not going to wear a mask, and the other person says, something's going to get us, and it reminds me of what happened when I was a kid, and this time, I'm not going to let it. And there you have the stage for a very painful power struggle. But what's actually going on, it it isn't the adults that are in the power struggle, it's that 15-year-old boy and that 15-year-old girl who are playing out something they don't even know is affecting them. So that, does that make sense to you?
1: Absolutely. Um, and yet, if, if so how do we get to understand that connection and that it's about healing that wounded part of ourself that we thought we could muscle through and never have to deal with again,
2: well, I think that there has to be a willingness to do that when people wanna if if you want a relationship that has a lot of intimacy in it, and what i what I believe is that we get that free when we fall in love, we get all those feelings for free, you know love is a love is a feeling, and we don't choose when it comes. But we choose if we can keep it going. And one of the ways that we keep it going is a willingness to look at what we each bring that's going to get in the way. And one of the things that gets in the way is our history and the way that it acts out on us in ways we don't know. So, so that example that I just gave you or, um, people, you know, f- feelings of fear of, of criticism. That's another thing I work a lot with, with couples. That's something that's I don't know for some reason. um, I think I wrote a lot of articles on body on mind body green, and people started calling me about it. And I, I work with couples where one person is so vulnerable around criticism, and the other person often is either critical or has become silent because they don't even they can't even say you forgot the spinach without it turning into some kind of a war. And and so that's another thing that we often bring from our history is. Not is, is hearing somebody who says you forgot the spinach as you're not a good person and you're, you're worthless. And so this becomes another, what I call an infinity loop between couples, which means it goes on and on throughout infinity until you get the awareness to say, where does this come from? This isn't reasonable for me to feel that when somebody, that when my partner, you know, asks me, um, You know, how, you didn't pass that in for that message on to me and it was, and I need you to pass on messages when someone calls that that is not a criticism. It's a request. So learning where this stuff shows up in our relationships and we will and being brave enough to say, where where does this come from? This isn't all about the other person. That's what takes those restraints out of our relationship so we can move to wholeness. Because wholeness is claiming who we really are beyond the conditioning of what happened to us. That's courageous work, and we have to be willing to do it.
1: Yes, so that you come as two adults, full adults, not two children, Um, you know, when you communicate. It's so important. And I love in your book where you talk about the three magic words, which, of course, most of us think is, I love you. But they're actually. Tell me more. Actually so t- not, love, tell me more. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah.
2: So tell me more about that. <laughs> so tell me more. Is I really need my space today? Could you not interrupt me? And then instead of saying, "Gosh, you're always pushing me away," or "Okay, I won't interrupt you for two days," instead of saying that, what if you say, "Tell me more." And then your partner gets to say something like, you know, I have to have quiet to think. And when we're talking, I don't get to think about what's really going on at work. And I don't process by talking. I process by, by talking to myself. And instead of reacting again, you say, I want to understand what that's like for you. Because here's what I think is one of the most important things for couples to learn. You're not me. You do things, you 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 respond to things, you are a different person than me and I can't interpret what you do as though it was me. For instance, if my relationship, if my if my partner says said to me, you know, let's talk and I said no, that would mean something was wrong because I'm always ready to talk all the time. <laughs> and so if I said no, not now, that would mean if you interpret it as though you were me, it would mean I'm upset. I'm angry, something's going on that's really hard. But if I say to him, I want to talk, and he says, not now, it doesn't mean that at all. It just means I want to get on with what I'm doing because I'm much more of an introvert and I'm much more internal. So if I try to interpret your, your language through my lens, it's going to be trouble. But if I say, tell me what that means for you because I'm so different, then I get to find out what's really going on for you rather than telling you who you are. That's really beautiful.
1: And so we don't make assumptions. We need to actually hear from the other person um, what it is. And that's a way, uh, I mean, that's intimacy. When you really get to know a person, intimacy isn't just about sex What precedes intimate sex is intimacy within communication and understanding each other.
2: That's exactly right. You know, intimacy is really into you, into me, I see. And I can't see into you without asking you who you are. In the beginning, we ask each other these great questions. What was it like? What did you think? Who are you? But then at some point, for many people, the longer we're together, the longer we think we know who they are. And stop asking them, oh, I've heard all that before. And so, and that's when we become vulnerable to the relationship really having trouble because we want to be able to be heard, all of us, and be seen for who we are. So who? So tell me more really brings back that honoring that we did in the beginning where we're discovering a new person because the truth is we're always new people. And I'm always changing. You're always changing and growing. And so if I have a partner who thinks they know me and puts me in a box who I was three years ago or 10 years ago, that's going to be, that's going to close me down. Whereas if I have someone that says, how was your day? What was that like? You know, and tell me more about how you feel differently than I do. And that's an invitation to become intimate, truly intimate. That is so beautiful.
1: Um, You have so much wisdom and so much important information to share. Um, You talk about four transition times during the day and how if we just take a few minutes at each of those points that we can transform a relationship. And I, I know we really just have like 30 seconds. Can you
2: just very quickly talk about that? Yes, it's that like you can you take 2 minutes a day to make your relationship better. And the and the four transitions, one is when we set when we wake up in the morning to take a moment, just a moment, 2 minutes to say how was your night? What did you dream about? How do you feel? We're not even to talk, just to touch each other. And then when we separate during the day, often, you know, we walk out and we don't even say goodbye. But just being able to look at your partner and say bless you or I wish you well today really makes a difference in how we leave home. When we come back at the end of the day, that one minute of just looking at each other before we zero in on dinner or whatever has to be done, and then before we go to sleep at night, that's the fourth time. Two minutes at each of those times makes an incredible improvement in connection. Thank you. Thank you so
1: much um, for being on the show and sharing so much good information. I'm so grateful. Um, please uh, um, purchase her book, Love Skills, The Key to Unlocking Lasting Wholehearted Love, and check out her website, Linda A. Carroll, two R's, two L's.com. Thank you and bless you, Linda. Have a beautiful day. And thank, thank you, you all so for much. You too. thank you. And thank you all for joining us for Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to drpaulajoyce.com, like us on Facebook, rent my past life regression workshop video, and my new one, Awakening Your Inner Angelic Light Body, Manifesting Your Reality. Read my latest blog, learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, hands-on healing, remote healing, the Akashic Records, past life regressions, and so on. I'm also now able to video conference any of my speeches or workshops, such as Dissolving Fear and Anxiety, Overcoming Abuse, 21 Steps for Healing the Body. If you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do over Skype on the, or on the phone when you work with me. You get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm. The archangels, angels, and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. My process helps you remove hidden blockages and connects your mind, body, and soul, resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. My private and corporate clients prove their relationships, health, and wealth click on the link to contact me and see for yourself. Now I'm going to introduce you to Archangel Rose and Archangel Lisa, the archangels over forgiveness. Ask for their help daily in addition to whoever else you pray to in order to forgive yourself and your significant other. Use your own words or say something like Archangel Rose and Archangel Lisa. I give you permission in a positive way only to help me forgive myself and my partner. You can even be more specific. And say something like, I give you permission in a positive way only to help me forgive myself for all the times I reacted without stopping to take a breath. Pay attention to sign synchronicity and newer information. This is a process, not an event. Trust that they are helping you because they are. Please join us next Thursday here when Clive Prince and Lynn Picknett will be discussing When God Had a Wife on June 11th when Ellen Meredith will join us to talk about the language your body speaks and June 18th when Kak Young will return this time to talk about the coronavirus from a spiritual perspective. This is Dr. Paul, your CM or Chosen Mom is designated by Dr. Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. All is loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Bless you and have a
0: beautiful week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, have a positive week.